What's up? My name is Joey Gomez. And my name is Amin Mishadi. Welcome to Collected Conversations. This is a podcast about lifestyle, mindset, personal experiences, and this crazy but amazing thing we call life. So tune in, strap in, buckle up, and enjoy the show. Episode number six. Number Welcome six. back, everyone. I hope everyone is having a great day. This is Collective Conversations. My name is Joey Gomez. My name is Ami Mashadi. We have a special guest today. Um, her name is Nancy Sack. She's been a teacher, mentor, and a role model to me uh, since I moved to the United States, which was 2011. Uh, and then, like just like I told her about five minutes ago, I don't know where I would be, where I would be without her. Knowledge, information, and his direction to the right path that I was on. So, Miss Sag, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank it's you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Yeah, and this is actually, Joe, your first time meeting, mentioned that? I, I, I had a small conversation, like, a couple years ago, after, like, I mean, performed. But, yeah, yes. this is, like, my first time, like, I guess, officially meeting you. It's true, so. yeah. We were at uh, Amin's great music performance that was, and that was uh, filled, filled the house yeah filled the house we had you had so many friends and family members it was it was just great to be there thank you and i remember meeting you and uh joey and i remember your your t-shirts and your visual creativity and i thought oh this is good thank this you. is good yeah. So and actually, Miss Miss Mrs. we came a long way after that. That was my second time of performing. Right. Second time of performing, and we actually just threw another show like three weeks ago, oh. which was called Collected as One. Oh, I love it. And then it was at it was at my boxing gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, we planned it out. We execu- executed it. We we t- I'm talking from the design mm-hmm. to the sound to the system to signing up artists artists and bringing them in and then having them perform. We it was it was amazing. That's great. Um, it was it was like a legit show like honestly like in my head like envisioning before like how mm-hmm. are we gonna put this on like we we made it happen like it looked legit it was it was dope so that, we're definitely and, left to have yeah and i want to come to the next one if I you do you. it in the big gym or wherever you're going to do it because <laughs> i know i'll bet you had a pretty good turnout even it was amazing we sold out oh that's first wonderful. ever show we sold out that's wonderful it was amazing but mrs sack mm-hmm. um you're an ESL teacher. Yes. You, you do a lot of things, obviously. Like, one thing you inspire me what is, is... What is ESL? English as a second language. Okay. Is that it, right? Yes. English okay. second language. Yes, and yeah. we call our students EL, your English learners, and many of you know several languages, yeah. but uh, English is not your first language, and so we're the ESL department, but you guys are the EL learners. Hmm, true. And you're amazing, amazing students. True. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, I never had the pleasure of being in EL. I I was born and raised here in the suburbs. And honestly, I'm still friends with a lot of friends from high school Uh and on Facebook. So when I put this podcast out, I hope they hear, like, such as people like Christian Horner, like we mentioned. Yeah. Like other people, like, from yesterday class. I'm definitely going to send the link to them. And they're going to be happy. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, I have several friends from now that I am not officially you know, their teacher, I, I'm friends with many of my former students and it's wonderful to see how they're growing and, you know, what they're doing with their lives. It's just amazing. They're doing that's what I admire things. about you, Mrs. Sack, because even though 
after high school, obviously people separate. They go in their own way. You keep touch with your students because, like you said, when we were in a fa- uh, ESL class, it was more of a family. Mm-hmm. Like there was a bunch of immigrant kids from all over the world. China, yeah. Japan, Iran, Syria, twenty-one yeah. different countries. Yeah, twenty-one wow. different countries, and mm-hmm. then you guys being there, welcoming us with a warm heart. And then I remember you wrote my like two recommendations for me for college. And then, uh, like I said, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the recommendation. <laughs> like if it wasn't for Miss Feuder to help me to build a resume for my father. Like yes. it, it, who does that? You know what I'm saying? It's like so, Going beyond the classroom. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, it's clear like we were having this podcast right now. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like we did. We went to museum, uh, po- like just activities in schools, going on field trips. It was amazing. The International Club, our haunted houses. Yes, our haunted houses. <laughs> they yes. were so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. And good memories. And yeah. I, we make connections that it's going to last a lot, like long, long, lifetime. Long, long, lifetime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But let me ask you a question, Miss Sag. Sure. Why did you choose to be an ASL teacher? You mm. know, I think that I've always loved to learn about different cultures and learn about different languages, but the people and their traditions and their customs. And so um, I had been teaching in the English department, and I loved literature and writing. And and then just I decided, actually with a friend, uh D. Feuder, and uh, we were encouraged by uh, the head of the department, Dr. Finelli, who was a very good friend of mine, and she said, why don't you guys get certified in ESL? And I think you would love the students and and love, you know, teaching that. (laughs) And so we did, and it was the best decision I made, you know, because I had taught many of the classes already in the English department. You mm-hmm. know, I taught the AP and right. I taught the American Lit and taught the Shakespearean literature. And so I think it's really important that no matter what kind of job you're working in, that you always have an opportunity to grow as a person and to expand your mind. And so that was really, it was a friendship where people were encouraging me, like, such as Dr. Finelli. And then Ms. Feuder and I took the classes together, and sure enough, we became part of the ESL department, and it was never never going back after that. We wow. loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you did it for how long? About, I think it was about 14 years. 14 yeah. years. Yeah, and I do have to say that mm. I learned so much. You know, you were saying to me that you learned so much from you know, the teachers, well, I think I learned equally as much or more from my students. And, you know, you. because I learned about, I learned about their cultures. I learned about their religion. I learned uh, about their, um, you know, their traditions, mm-hmm. their family traditions Food. and their, yeah, and the foods. And we had so much fun. And when I then was the international sponsor, I mean, it was just a celebration of these cultures that were so enriching of our country and so you know it enriched me uh personally and you know i just i feel like i was really blessed being part of it thank you so we were asked we we had it was a black it was an honor to have you as a teacher wow honestly i love that perspective of how you the the job was that that the esl teacher job felt more i guess attractive to you that you wanted to do it because it was an opportunity for you to grow Yes. Which is, and you're not even mentioned that you're helping students like Amin and all the other ESL kid, EL kids, mm-hmm. helping them grow. And um, 
that goes for first of all it shows the importance of just like the a job of a teacher and then also just of finding a job that like you said has room for you to grow you that's know? such a good point like you're, that- you're already teaching english Right, and I loved, you know, I I loved teaching English. I loved being part of the English department Um, and, you know, teaching all those different wonderful writers and, you know, teaching research and analysis. I loved that, but I wanted more, Mm -hmm. and I was given that opportunity through people, you know, through uh, Dr. Finelli, Leanne Finelli, and then my friend Dee Feuter was like, let's do it. Because she was in the Spanish department or the world language department teaching Spanish, and she loved that. But I think she we were at the same point in our lives where we wanted to, you know, keep being being a life learner. Yeah. And we could do that by getting ESL certified, taking you know six six courses, graduate level courses to get certified, you know, observing and uh, different teachers that were uh, ESL teachers, and it was all a period of growth for us. Wow. Yeah. And, that, and that tells a lot about your personality. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, you, you do a lot of things. You don't just do ESL. I remember after school, you, you used to go downstairs in a, in, in, in a hallway, mm-hmm. run like what? Ten, how many labs <laughs> did you used to run? Well, I mean, that was in the wintertime yeah. when, you you know, it, it was too cold to run outside, <laughs> but I run outside now. Yeah. Um, and then we got the unofficial running club going. Yes, And yes. so many Many of my students, my international students, would run with me, and that love was that. really fun. That was awesome. And yeah, I love sports. So yeah, yeah. I remember when and I was, we played soccer. And, you played yeah, soccer. As well. Yeah, I remember after classes when I like after class, school was over, I was in soccer and also track and field. Mm-hmm. So during winter, when it was track and field season, I used to go downstairs. I was in um, doing hurdles. So I was we used to do in the hallway because it was cold. hurdles in the hallway. Yeah, so we could we, we could <laughs> we just practice in the forms and stuff. We didn't we wouldn't run, but I remember Mr. Sack used to like. 20 laps around the whole freaking building just going nonstop every time she would she wouldn't she wouldn't stop hey me <laughs> run hey me i'm like wow it's just it's just it, and after teaching a long day for you to do that so you still do you still run i do i run uh, probably you know three days a week i do a lot of walking i do a lot of biking um nice my i got my son a really nice bike this that's what he wanted for his birthday and so yeah (laughs) so he's been coming up you know once a week and we go biking you know 20 25 miles uh and he does it after work so he's been you know working uh full uh work day and but then he'll we'll get on our bikes and it's just wonderful so yeah I, i i think uh for me, I, ha- I have to exercise every day because it's just part of who I am, and I like being out in nature, and I pretty much do it now, even in the winter, I'm outside. And uh, I'm either walking, biking, or running. And uh, I was doing yoga, too, but because of the pandemic, I stopped. But I'm going to get back into it, I think, in because uh, I love my yoga teacher. I'm going to get back into it in September. So. That's awesome. Good for you. Fitness, fitness is a big part of just our lifestyle mm-hmm. as well like if i go a few days without sweating mm-hmm. like i'm out of whack like i'm no creativity <laughs> right. like i'm not the same you know i get that mm-hmm. so yeah i'm the same way like honestly it, i don't train i don't do boxing i don't run i don't go out sometimes i don't sweat i gotta i gotta do something yeah i'm itching to do something well you've gotten it back into your boxing big yes, time yes i'm yeah. back in the boxing now i'm training um Trying to get take it to the next level, obviously. Absolutely. I love it. It's it's just it's just this feeling of, of getting in a ring and then sure. that the hard work. It's it's something that drives me. 
Good. Yeah. Good. Mr. Sam, go ahead. Uh, you, you tell I had a question. <laughs> um, this is random, but uh, do you would you consider yourself an extrovert? Yes. Because just like from like the you know few stories that you told, whether it's your family, your friends, mm-hmm. your coworkers, it's like people are such an integral part of your life. You know, from your career, you know. Um, so maybe. So what if someone who's not an extrovert, like how can they, like maybe they're an introvert, right? Mm-hmm. How can they utilize relationships and people to, you know, to have, to succeed in life? That's a very general? good question. Um, you know, I kind of think that you, sh- if you have a passion about something, that you should share that passion, whether it's music, whether it's uh, hiking, bird watching, uh, you know. Uh, any kind of sport, uh, maybe it's canoeing or mm-hmm. kayaking, whatever it is. It's in a kind of an amazing uh, situation nowadays, but you can find a group that's doing something of your passion. Wow. And it just that initial step of signing up and going out there. Right. Um, and I just think that that's really a good thing to do. And, uh, and to really... I don't know, I would say grow your passions, whatever they are, and get other people that might be interested and connect with them. It's all about your collected connection. (laughs) And and I just think, and even if it's like you enjoy going to museums or you enjoy, do it with someone, you know, or do it with a group. I know that there's a friend of mine who (laughs) he ended up meeting his life partner, uh, his uh, life partner, long girlfriend because he signed up to go to classical music a series and that's how they met and they have that commonality and i think you know if you can do that i mean there's whatever beach volleyball i mean you know down in the city whatever there is there's always a group there are so many hiking groups i've i've been well i'm part of the um what is it the Sierra Club, and they have outings all the time, and then they also just have hiking groups where you can just sign up. It's they're called meetups, and you can just and it's not like for dating; it's for common interests. And who knows? Maybe you find somebody that you're interested in. Didn't you do a marathon as well, Miss Set? I've done five. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I remember Uh one of them. uh, We were in high school still. Mm -hmm. I was in high school, and then Mrs. Feeder and Dr. Fernandi came down the city to support you. And I think they made you a poster or something. Yes, they did. I remember that. Um, The last marathon I did was the Boston Marathon, which was the bombing. Yes, you were there. Yes, Boston Survivor. Wow. But I'll tell you. you really know how much you're loved and appreciated because all my family members, the whole Schomburg community, they knew I was running, and you could track my on the internet. You knew where I was. You know, you could. There was an app to track where I was, and I was stopped between the 25th and the 26th because we stopped. We ended up having to stop because the bombs went off. Yeah, and. People were all texting each other, and and then all, all the, uh, you know, the internet connections had gone down in Boston, you know, because of the situation, and uh, so people couldn't get in contact. Wow. And I was still on in the course. I was, uh, you know, probably a quarter mile from the from finish the line time. where the bombs went off. But you know what? That whole experience, you just. Uh, 
all these people from uh, Boston were coming down with blankets to put around us because we were cooling down and we were all standing there for you yeah. know a good hour over an hour. People were bringing us food and everybody was you know there were so many good people that were trying to help out. Wow. And there were runners from all over the world, you know, there, and uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was a bad. Like someone said, mm-hmm. I actually recently watched a movie about the Patriot. I think mm-hmm. it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a yeah. Great movie. yeah, yeah. It was a great movie, right. and, then, and then the story behind it. And I completely forgot you were part of that marathon. Yeah, wow. God, God bless you to hear with us yes. today. You know, yes. Well, yeah, I was. You know, you think, well, I guess you know, God still has a purpose for me here. You know, right. of course. Yeah, but my heart always. You know, goes out to the people that were injured and who lost their lives. Lost their lives. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you feel you felt part of that family as well, the Boston, you know, family and the yes. whole that marathon. Yeah, yes. I think I don't think the city's been the same since then. Like you see, in all like even the Boston Red Sox, all the sports team, they wear a patch that says Boston Strong. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, mm-hmm. I think it's really it's really amazing. It's kind of hard to put into words how like during a crisis like that or the crisis we had over the past year, mm-hmm. how people come together and they show compassion and they kind of just drop the ego and they just Mm want to help people who need it more than them yes you know they stay collected yeah yeah, the human spirit and this this past year with the pandemic i mean our first responders our health workers our essential workers they were all our heroes i mean they were our heroes and you know i have so much gratitude for for people because of how they, you know, stood up to that yeah. pandemic, stood up to that virus right. to when, help other people. Think about it. When they're in school, they're not preparing for something like that. Just no. like snap your fingers. You got to right. change what you do. Wear all this PPE. Right. You know, change, the, you know, the whole health industry pretty much changed, right? And those it, nurses who, you know, would be working in one city and then there was a breakout and they'd fly to the next city. Right. I mean. Unbelievable. The hospital is being filled and then just their service and their sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, and the teachers that were teaching through the pandemic and everybody was trying to, you know, come together. I mean, you have to look at the positive in the midst of a terrible situation and what people did to make it better. Would you you agree that? I love love that. What you just said. Would you agree that 2020 was one of the worst years in human history? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we had so much loss of life. Yep. I mean, and it's still continuing. Look at India. Yeah, My right. heart goes out to India, Brazil. There's so many countries that are yes, it's still the virus, battling. I saw something, I think it was like January 2021, like more people in Japan died of suicide than died of coronavirus in all of 2020. That's true, month. too. So this is the whole mental health impact. On people when we're isolated mm-hmm. and we're disconnected from people, there's that whole that there, that's not talk, that's not talked about as much. Well, it's starting to get talked oh, about, yeah. but you know, there's like the, not just getting infected, that loss of life. But then there's the whole. That's a very very good point, Joey. Um, yeah, that whole the mental health and uh, you know people losing their hope. Right. Uh, and I think. You know, we have to be aware. We have to. We have to know that it's okay 
to seek counseling. And right. it's okay to focus on your mental health and, and to be proud that you are, you know, going to a counselor, you're working on whatever it is, you know, if it's a, if you've, you know, having an addiction problem, you're working on that. And, you know, be proud that you are. And I think also it shows us that um, we need to be aware of people who are hurting uh, uh, and we need to reach out. Mm -hmm. And we need to reach out by giving our support and our love, not our judgment, but our love and our support. And that's really important. It's very important. I think it's one of like the deeper reasons why we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. For me, honestly, I'm naturally kind of a happy person. I'm Mm -hmm. a natural person, so... I definitely had some lows during the the pandemic, mostly like last year, March, April. But like, I just still as read, made sure I read like positive books and filled my mind up with that stuff. I never really fell into the abyss. Mm-hmm. But I know for a lot of people, it's not so easy for them to stay positive That's right. or have a positive emotion. So like, it's kind of just one of the main reasons why I started a brand. Like, it's never really just about the clothes; it's about the message we put behind it. I try to put a quote on the story um, at least once a day. With this podcast, I started a blog, trying to push you know positive messages out there, and hopefully, if one person reads it, and it you know influences their mind to think in a more positive way. Then, then I feel um, that, that now I'm serving my purpose. You know, so important, so, so true, important. so true. Let me ask you a question. When pandemic started, obviously, with all this thing happening. What did you do? What, what did you pick up any new habits? Obviously, you were limited. We were all limited to the such as gym and anything that was going on. But what is what are a couple of things that you did that that made you stay positive during mm-hmm. these tough times? Like staying Resil- home, resilience. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, did you pick up any new hobbies or? You know, I uh, I <laughs> I started really seriously um, in the mornings. Um, I always kind of uh, you know did some prayers, whatever. But this time I I really sat and I meditated. And part of my meditations, and with my dog, <laughs> you know, I'd sit on the uh, kitchen floor and my dog had his little blanket and he'd just watch me. Wow. And I would just, um, t- you know, I would count my blessings, you know, um, and thank my higher power, God, for <laughs> my blessings. And, I, you know, the people in my life, uh, the fact that I have, you know, had a roof over my head, um, nature, uh, my family, uh, friends, and and then I would also just be real quiet and still, and I would I would ask to have people put in my life so that maybe I could reach out to them, you know, people that I know, and I could text them or I could write something nice on Facebook for them as encouragement because I kind of mm-hmm. see myself as an encourager and mm-hmm. someone who can connect people with other people and you know somebody who supports people in terms of their dreams so I also started writing personal letters to people that I know love that to encourage them because people don't get things in in the mail anymore and 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 they were you know and i chose cards that were really beautiful and they were usually nature cards that were blank inside and i'd write these these letters to people and you know i'm a writer (laughs) and so i also um i also you know wrote some more poems and and mostly i was trying to write poems about you know 
gratefulness in, in my inner life and about kindness and love. And I think that's why I ended up sending that one poem to the, I read about that contest and I sent it in and, you know, it was called Best of Kindness 2020. We needed that, you know. Um, cause there were a lot of bad things that were happening with oh, yeah, yeah. so many people dying of the virus and so many people having mental health issues. Right. And so I wanted to stay really positive and focused so those morning meditations with my dog really helped me and then I go out and you know I had the luxury of you know uh being retired so I had a lot of time on my hands and but I filled it up with you know a lot of being out in nature whether it was in the winter time or and just really you know being grateful about what I what I saw, what I observed. And then I, I would reach out to people, um, people that, you know, maybe were single and were living by themselves mm. that were my friends, people that were maybe going through a hard time, some people that, you know, were just my family members that I wanted to tell them I was thinking about them. Um, so I did more of that. And I, and I really think I grew my appreciation for the people in my life, for my students, my former students, for... Just for everyday, ordinary activities. You That's know? really kind of your mistake, honestly. And then, really as, inspiring. Yeah. And as far as you saying that you want to be, you always been an encourager. You, you, I feel like you've been an encourager your whole life. I remember a quick little story. I remember this was my freshman year of um, college. I, it was right after I graduated. You retired from Sharmark High School. Mm-hmm. I, I went to, uh, my fr- it was the first semester of college. At Dominic University right. in Oak Park, right. I was there. I was a business major, right? And then uh, things were going well at first. First couple of weeks, first two, three, two months was going well, and then I found myself in this lost position. Mm-hmm. And then, and to the point that I'm, man, what am I doing? What's my purpose in life? Mm-hmm. What, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And then, you've been always a, a great <clears throat> person to talk to because you, you're a type of person who follows her passion. Mm-hmm. And then you always encourage people to follow their passion. So this was, this was, and I was asking myself, okay, who can I reach out to? Because I'm taking five classes. I'm doing okay in these classes, but there's no, there's no enjoyment. There, I feel like I'm, lo- I'm not, I'm, I'm not living in the moment. I'm mm-hmm. thinking too much of the future. Right. I need to, I need to, I need to take two steps back, figure out what's going on. So I was trying to figure out what to do. So Mrs. Sag, I had, a, I had a phone number. I had a friends on Facebook. I'm like, I have to talk to her. So I remember I give you a text, give you a call. Can we meet Mrs. Zach? She said, absolutely. She drove to Dominican University one time. We sat in the cafeteria. We sat down and talked. And I'm going to be honest with you, one of the reasons I feel like I went towards the music was because of Mrs. Zach. Because she told me, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, what you do, you must follow your passion and follow your heart. If if business major is not something you're interested, go where you need to go. You have to do it. This life is short. And right. you, always, you were always telling me that, to Follow your passion. Follow your heart. So... Don't you ever worry that you're not encouraging. You've been encouraged your whole life, and then I admire you for that. Yeah, well, you know, I think I was so, I was very lucky because my career was, was my job was a career. It was a, it was more of a, it was something that I fell in love with, you know, and it was because of the students, and it was I loved working with high school students and college students after high school, but high school students because you were filled with so much hope and if you didn't ha- have hope you were still trying to learn and grow and to just be a part of that 
process, a little bit of that process, yeah. and to encourage you to know that you, you know, everybody has potential. Everybody has creativity. Everybody has purpose, mm-hmm. and you just have to find it, and you have to, and you have to follow it, and and you have to connect with other people. And if you yeah. can connect with other people, and you know you're doing something that really interests you, it's going to be. There's going to be. It's going to be pretty pretty good. Yes, hundred well, percent. Another uh, quick story that's pretty much exactly like what you just described, but a real life example is. I knew, I knew Amin, but him and I met at Lifetime Fitness. We worked together. Ah. We actually worked together a whole summer, right? We were good friends, and then he transferred to Harper for a little bit. I'd see him in, in the hallways and be like, what's up? And then, so that was, you know, summer 2018, okay? And uh, I, hadn't started the, I hadn't started Collected yet. I was kind of the same way, figuring out what I wanted to do. I was at Harper, knew I was transferring, didn't know where I wanted to transfer, like what kind of job, you know, do I want? Um, I started... Uh, collected in early 2019, literally wow. literally January. Wow. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and what was it? Just, you know, started to put myself out there, expressing myself on Instagram, making posts, um, made the manifesto, handing, giving shirts to my friends and stuff. And then that summer, like, since I didn't really see that much that winter because there was lifeguarding in the winter, no, not, yeah. not so much. But then I remember, like, we had, like, a, a training, beginning of the year training, and then, like, you, you remember we, we were talking a little bit, and then you had just started doing your music thing. Yes, you had yes. like he showed me his first ever song in the car before it released. Yeah, and um and then like he saw me kind of doing the uh, um, the t shirt thing, like me like expressing myself, him expressing himself. Going back to what we said at the beginning, just start start your passion and now and connect. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's a key word that you just said connect. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, Mister Sex. Since I met this kid, mm-hmm. Joey, mm-hmm. I never been like uh never been more motivated mm-hmm. like if the, if i need to get up one day and i can't get up and there's something mm-hmm. going bothering me i'm not mm-hmm. i'm motivated first person to sure. I, I could talk to is joy hey joy what's going on uh i think i, I think i need some help so he's yeah. always there so that's big having a connection yes. having somebody who sh- who shares the same purpose cuz when he started his collective business i'm like man you going to have the same dream as i do cuz as an artist as a musician mm-hmm. my number one goal is in, in life is to Bring everybody under the same roof. No matter mm-hmm. if you're white, black, Mexican, skinny, tall. Right. I don't care who you are. But if you're under the same roof, and I'm on the stage and I'm performing in f- front of the crowd, mm-hmm. and we are connecting, right? We are staying collected together. That's that's that for me. That's that warms my heart. That's that's to me. That's of like course. yeah. That's mm-hmm. like that's like that's my that's my goal in life. Yeah. That's why the arts, music, and visual, and uh, you know all the arts, they have that possibility of connection of bringing people together bringing diverse people together and celebrating life Mm. and we need especially in times of trouble you know with the pandemic and you know just all the different issues that people have to endure we need these moments of celebration we need Mm. these moments of music and art and dance and we need that because uh we need to we need to look at our commonalities, not our differences. We need to join together, and we need to support each other, and we need to grow in kindness and love and creativity, ingenuity, you know. And True. you do it with people, with each other. It, it, with. It's through cooperation and support, not the competition where you 
put people down. Right. But it's where you work together. And so your your collected uh, whole experience with music and visual and everything, communication, po- yeah. podcast. Right. It's really it's really the vision for for right now and for the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. That that means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, and coming like, from a teacher who's been doing this, that means a lot yeah. to us. Right. Yeah. Someone who can see the message behind it and see that it's it's sincere. Like every most successful brands have a story, right? But it's coming from the heart of the creator who started it, you could tell whether it's you know in quotes like authentic mm-hmm. or not. And I totally forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. No, but that's true. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah. Um, you totally, can't. Totally yeah, you, you can. You can be passionate about something, and see great success. You can also see, you know, the the valleys, but it's all about growth, and it's about having that support through the really good times and the really, you know, maybe dark times where you maybe you're not making money or you're not doing this or it's a struggle. But the most important thing is that you grow from it and that you are continue to learn from it and that you continue to support people True. True. and you stay focused on your passion. Discipline. You don't, you, yeah, you don't, you don't sell out. You don't, you keep what it is, which you guys know, this mm-hmm. whole idea of, of this collective celebration of the arts and of mm. purpose and of, of humanity. Really, it's a celebration of humanity. Wow. That you have to stay focused stay on that. Focused and stay, stay powerful with it. And it's stay a with those people who who are going to support that celebration of humanity and your visions, your passions. That you can continue to let those grow and bring in people who have that same vision. You know, and if and if somebody wants to take over or. You know, you you just say, well, you, this might not be for you True. because this is a cooperate. This is cooperative. Yeah, you know, I agree because Miss Sag, since like I told you, since I met him, we went on this just this nonstop vehicle. We keep going, we keep going, we keep going. I met a, another part of our uh, another person who's part of our team and who's been a huge help with collected is is, is my producer engineer, Sir Trevor James. His name is Trevor James. He's from McHenry, Illinois, mm-hmm. Johnsburg. He lives completely like an hour away from us, right. and, and the fact that I, I saw I met him at school. He mm-hmm. went to the same school as I did. Oh, good. He's very creative, very, uh, very, uh, very open-minded guy. Open-minded guy. Mm-hmm. So, him being involved with the team, me, him, and then we have a photographer named Sajid. We have our videographer named Ray John. So we are just. I'm so blessed being part of this team, mm-hmm. being connected with this team. Like mm-hmm. you said, I think that's a key word in this thing. When she told me it's connected, we got connected, and then we all unique in our own way. But we are collected as a team. Right. So if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I just love what you said, how collected or just art in general is a celebration of life. Yes. A celebration of humanity. And so I think going forward, that's going to be a question that I'm going to be putting into, like, when I'm thinking of a new product or a new project is how might we, how might we angle this project to, to show that it is a celebration of life. That's, you know. Yeah. Because we might have something functional like a blog post that's very informative and then something that's just very artistic right. that like a like a beautiful like fashion piece or like a um, a painting or something like that right true you know right. hey thank you for listening to collected conversations we hope you're enjoying this episode so far as a gift from the collected team please use code conversations 
uh, at checkout on collectedcommunity.com for 20% off your entire order. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. So I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Uh, I know you read and I know (laughs) how much you read because I don't think I've met anybody that read as much as you. I truly, I truly believe so because I remember how much, and I'm going to be completely honest, I have no shame because, you know, high school, I didn't read at all. <laughs> and I'm going to be completely honest. And it's such a shame because uh, looking back right now, back now, Miss Sack, I wish I read more. I wish I read more because I remember you were constantly inspired. It's just encouraging us. Guys, read. You should read. And you, you would tell us stories how you were in college and you would read like one book in like three, four days, finishing yeah. in three, four days. And then how... Do you still obviously read? Um, a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then do you have a number? How much? How many books have well, you read? I don't know how many. You don't many, know, right? No. Okay. But you know what? Reading is a passion for me. I love it. Um, okay. Because it, oh, it's a portal to learning about others and yourself. And it's also, it's just, uh, it's relaxing for me. It's, uh, and it stimulates your imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, I love watching movies too. And, uh, but <clears throat> I have to say that, uh, when you read, you have to visualize everything that's going on what that you're right. reading. Right. And so it's it's a real commitment, you know, whereas sometimes, and I'm saying that the people who create the movies, they are unbelievable, uh, amazing uh, creators. But they've done the imagination. They've put it all on screen. Hmm. So sometimes, you know, I like to do both, but I really like to read because of that whole aspect of, uh, you know, creating the characters, visualizing the characters in your brain, visualizing, you know, what's happening with the dialogue and, you know, what what do their faces look like when they, when they make that, when they say that to each other, you know, the characters. That's cool. So, yeah, I, I I do really love to read and I have, yeah, and I also, I just think reading uh, really stimulates me to to learn and to grow and to become more empathetic you know and you are which is well working I'm, I'm a work in progress so. <laughs> wow I love it so, yeah um, so I think that goes for both fiction and nonfiction. like when you read a fiction yes. book you visualize the story right mm-hmm. like what's going on with like you said with the characters the setting for me when I read I mostly read nonfiction. Mm-hmm. so like you no know, like maybe uh, books on like life Mm-hmm. Uh, money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, self improvement, sure. industry, maybe psychology, right? Right. I usually, when I visualize, I'm like visualizing visualizing something in real life, right? Because what else is it? Because it's like when they, when they, you know, they might tell a story about their own life, but like when you read it, it's just like something that's, that you can apply to you. Yes. You, you obviously have to like uh, bring it to life somehow. And you like your life is like the only example, right? Exactly. When you read that, like a self improvement book, for example. Sure. Sure. So I wish I read more in high school, Miss Sag. Actually, I, I wish I'd freaking listen to you. Listen to Miss Sag. You have to read. But right now, I, I, I because of this guy, mm-hmm. I've, I've I've picked up many books. Good. I'm reading many books. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly nonfiction as well. Yeah. But I like to read fiction before bed. You're right. I don't know why. It just I have actually two fiction books I'm reading right now. It's about this story in Alaska or something, but. I like to read that because it kind of, like you said, opens your imagination. Yes. And build, you build a story. It's like an open canvas, and there's a bunch of words, and you have to draw how it looks like in your head. That's right. Which is which is actually helps me with my creative process of mm-hmm. writing music. Because mm-hmm. when, I, when I write music, uh, like, I want to 
I want to uh, always tell Joey, I want to, I want it to be a roller coaster. Like beginning of the song, you enter it, and I want you, I want to take you on this roller coaster. Some songs it could be a, like a nice slow roller coaster. Some songs could be hype and going up and down, and then provide sure. that feeling. Like because uh, the some of my biggest inspiration, you remember this Eminem. Yes. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you started out with, yeah. remember, in my class. Yeah, I remember And you that. got so involved at the studio and at the Schomburg Library. Yeah, and Schaumburg I'm like, Library. wow, this is something you are very passionate. It was just a little assignment, and you put in a week or two on it, and it was <laughs> phenomenal. You did a... You did a rap song. I did didn't a rap you? song. This mm-hmm. was my. This was. I never told yeah. you this, but this was my first ever rap. This was my first ever studio, and rap song I ever created. It was a project for. You had to. You had to create a. I think it was like a, a self project, right? Yes, it was about your family. It was your family, and okay. you could do it in any venue. And so Amin decided that he was going to learn about uh, music and production and everything else, and he went to the. You know, that's the whole idea. Is, taking the risk the first little baby step doing something, doing something that that you're interested in and you went over there and you talked to some of the you know the workers there and they set you up in the studio and they showed you how to work it and you did a, a great song about your family yeah. and you had you had visuals he had he had the whole works and he got a standing ovation in class. Everybody was, it was great. Yeah, it, I, I still remember what it was. It was uh, the beat, the instrumental, mm-hmm. was from a song called I Need Doctors by Eminem and Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. So I took the instrumental, I took out the voices, and I made my own verse. Yes. And I made a song about my mom and dad and my little brother. And your journey here. Yeah, my journey mm-hmm. here. And, then, and I remember To the being, U.S. Yeah, and my voice obviously is not, <laughs> if I listen to it right now, I probably never want to listen to it ever again. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just so. I was. It was just wonderful. I know you got an A plus on that one and a standing ovation from your oh, yeah. fellow students. So yeah. that's cool. How you can like now that this journey that you're on, you can look back and look at moments like that and be like, okay, it really does make like it all makes sense, right? You look at like the stepping stones. Yeah, like, I like you said when you were like two years old or something, you would hold the mic, like hold like the remote control, pretend it's your microphone. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the story my mom always tells me. When I was like two years old, she used to tell me. Uh, so back home, we didn't have like channels, but we had a uh, satellite. So we would get American channels or like uh, outside the country channels, like mm-hmm. European channels. So right. every time there was like a channel that only played music throughout the day, that's the only channels it would be on. And I was like two, three years old and I would grab the remote control, stand in front of the TV. There's videos of me like doing exactly mimicking the singers, like doing <laughs> the same motion and trying to sing along with them, which is like, I feel like it's in me. It's, right. it's. Sometimes I get up and I'm like, man, I was really born to do this. Like, this is the only thing that gets me out of the bed. So it makes me extremely happy. Mm-hmm. It, like, if I could get up and do this for the rest of my life, and I love it. Mm-hmm. From deep down in my heart, I love every second of it. Of, from the creative process to, it's a lot of hard work too, Miss Sad, because it's not, it's, it's, it's not easy to be an independent artist. Right. Because you have to write, create, come up with beat, mix, master, Okay, now the song is done. Now you have to promote it. Now you have to uh, take pictures. You have to make videos. You have to put out content. You need to keep in touch with your fans. Uh, it's, it's a, a lot whole, of work. It's a lot of process, but I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I really do. And then, like you say, connecting with the people around you who have the same purpose. Joey, my boy, Sir Travis James, our whole team. And I'm blessed. Blessed. Yes. So, yeah. 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 And well, to thank you. I want to say thank you because... Like you said, that project, like that conversation at Dominican University, that project in high school, 
it helped me to find my purpose in life because in high school, no one really knew I could sing. Like, no one really knew I, I had a passion like that. Like, I was into soccer right. a lot, uh, track and field sports, right. involving those things. But as years went on, when you get older and wiser, you ask yourself, okay, what am I going to do? What's my purpose? So with your, without your, with your help, with ESL teachers, with people that you connect yourself with, I was able to find my purpose. And then yeah. I'm, I couldn't be any more grateful. Right. Wow. Yeah. I think uh, just, like, for maybe for us it's easier to, uh, you know, because we, we, we started, right? We found something that we're passionate about, and we started a project on it, right? Kind yeah. of like a lifelong project. Going back to, like, you know, what if someone's an introvert or they're less confident? Like, what are the... Sorry about that. Keep going. Still rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Like, one, of, like, one of the first steps is, like, anyone. Anyone can, like, look back in their life and find something, like, some activity or a person they're with, something that they enjoyed. Yes. Right, where they felt like, felt like they were in the, in the moment. They're living in the moment, and I think that's always a good starting point. Like, for me, when I was little, I would <laughs> I would decorate the house for Halloween or Christmas. I was trying to create an experience for people, right? Mm-hmm. With the trick-or-treaters coming in. Right. Like, and I never thought of it at the time, but now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm doing, like, holiday T-shirts. St. Patrick's Day or, or, like, Halloween. I'm like, okay, like, that's that's me trying to create an experience for people, you know? Exactly. And so it's, I think, going back, like, so someone who's trying to, find their passion is just finding the look reflecting and finding those memories where they were enjoying it right and they, right. And they loved it Boom. right yeah. and then just, just taking those steps whatever it is you know you went to it was a what, audio production school yeah. you know you went to columbia mm-hmm. um and you got your degree in what visual it's called design management design management so you found your path sometimes it takes a while you know um still finding it yeah i mean you keep going um i know that i know of a a young man who you know tried regular school it just didn't work wasn't working but then somehow found that he was passionate about paramedics and firefighting and ended up going to Harper and getting, you know, that fire science degree. EMT. Yeah, getting that. Then he got certified as a paramedic. And then, and you know, and it was a, it was a road, it was a process for him. And sometimes people know right away, but sometimes people don't. And now he's working full-time as a firefighter paramedic and couldn't (laughs) be happier. So it, you just got to find those experiences that give you, that fill you up, you know, Whatever it is, give you, you satisfaction. Know, give you satisfaction. You. Give you some kind of purpose. Obviously, he has a he had a purpose of helping others and being connected to others and helping them when they were in needed them. Right. You know those first responders <laughs> and you know and yeah. he found it. But it it took him a while. It took him a while to figure it out. And you know what it was? I think he he found a, a mentor at Harper who, uh, in the fire science, who really took him under his belt, you know, and said, hey, I think you would like this, da 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 and encouragement, just encouragement. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was a perfect path for him. You know what's crazy, Miss said that you said that, it was his mentor. Mm-hmm. In our last, last podcast with Mr. Jerry Hart, mm-hmm. one of the biggest key that he, he pointed on was having a mentor. Especially mm-hmm. at the young age. Yes. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that if he had a mentor when he was younger, like back in his 20s, mm-hmm. he would have worth at least $40 million now. 
mm-hmm. which is which is the number is crazy because he Miss she, she she never met Jerry and then she's pretty much saying the same thing because you you've been a mentor to me you've been a mentor when I was growing up like like I said that like, Dominican University conversation like. It, it's 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 crazy how small conversations, small like with with person that you like either know it could be a teacher, it could be a mentor, it could be a neighbor, mm-hmm. it could be anybody. Right. And the, the small conversations, it just it, something clicks in your head or in, in your feelings. And like that makes sense. That 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 was what he or she just said. It kind of makes sense, yes. and you fall into that routine and into that path and you're like go and there's so many reasons to just to just start externalizing it Mm -hmm. start talking to people about it because once you start talking about it they're like oh i know someone who could help you with that Mm -hmm. you know they might find you help you find resources or another person that's right so that's very true and i also think too um you know you can be pretty young and be a mentor i mean Mm -hmm. you can in in a mentor in a way is someone who encourages and someone who listens and Mm -hmm ask you questions so that you could think about what it is that you're interested in and gives you these this opportunity gives you space for you to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about to be yourself yes yeah. and i think that when you are most yourself you know you're your most your authentic self and you stick to who you are uh you find people that have similar, similar purposes, and you feel very connected. That is so true, honestly. I swear to God, because mm-hmm. uh, I was I was reading the re, uh, reading this quote by uh, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal artist. Yeah, phenomenal. Did you know he was Persian? I did. Yeah, and he was also a boxer. Yeah, I I didn't know he was a boxer. <laughs> he was also a boxer. Yeah, what a um, what what a phenomenal musician. Oh my God, amazing! He's one of my biggest inspirations. Music. Oh yeah. He was saying that. Um, um, how being natural, he, he was never afraid of speaking his mind, mm-hmm. and how being unnatural and being yourself always wins. And he was hoping that people would notice that in his music, mm-hmm. which is huge. You know I, think they, I think you, they did. I mean, he was a divinely creative, authentic person who lived his life. And was not uh, afraid to be himself. And was not afraid to be who he was. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, and you obviously will get hate sometimes to, with some people. Oh, I don't like that guy. He's been, and you always right. get loves. But I'll, right. I'll, like, like he said, right. as far as being natural and being yourself, always wins at the end. It does. Hmm. Yeah, it does. I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. So we talked about how you read a lot, uh-huh. but you also write, and you've actually published two books. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our listeners, can, can you can you name those books for us? Sure. Yeah. Um, Musing along the Ike, which is the Eisenhower Expressway, and it's a book of poems and short stories and uh it's contemporary it's uh, actually my students when i was teaching in the english department uh, encouraged me to to because i'd share my poetry my short stories with them and they told me that i needed to publish so i Hmm. said if i'm telling them to follow their dreams i am going to do this so (laughs) i did and they were so they encouraged me and then your first book ever yeah okay and then my second book was uh, a children's book. Um, I had written poems for my my own children, and it was, <laughs> and it was about these two puppies, and it was called Puppies and Poems, and um, yeah, and so that, and then I just got you know that best of kindness. I feel happy to be part of that project, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm a writer in pro- in process too because I have several other books that I've written about my dog, and they haven't been published yet. And I okay. keep trying to send them in, and you get a lot of rejections, and that's just part of 
of the process. But sometimes, this is something to talk about too, sometimes if you feel that you're, you know, maybe you need to change direction. And uh, so I was trying to do the children's books and I wasn't getting... You know, I tried for the agents and I tried for a publication. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Traditional publication. I mean, it just didn't happen for me. And it's that's okay, you know. So then sometimes you have to shift. And I think you grow, you know, when you get rejections and say, oh, I'm sorry, but we, we like your stories, but we're not looking for this right now. We're not looking for dogs. We're, or we're not looking, you know, it's not right for our market, whatever. But you can't, you have to continue to keep shifting if you need to. And so what I've what I'm doing now is I'm doing I was telling you that with the pandemic I've gotten more into meditation and you know more thoughtful. And so I'm doing a collection of my meditations mm. now and it's it's giving me great joy and also uh some of my favorite poets, I'm writing in, you know, Rumi, different, and I'm writing this whole collection, you know, putting their quotes in with a combination of my writing and my reflections. So mm. I'm very excited about this project and it's bringing me a lot of joy. So I can't wait. Yeah. Are, yeah. are you, you going to, so are you going to like put this out to publish anytime soon? I don't know if I am or not. Um, it, right now, I I am dedicating it to my children, okay. Maggie and Eddie, and so it's kind of part of a legacy. And actually, it's something that I would really, as a writer and as a person who really feels that the written word, whatever form it is, on a T-shirt or you know in a you know on the internet or whatever, mm-hmm. in a book, whatever, mm-hmm. can be extremely powerful speech. And so I just think it's a real gift if you write down. For me, I, I know that it's a really gift to write down real personal reflections for the people that are really close in your life. Mm. And sometimes we get so busy with our lives that we forget to do that. And so this is something that I kind of want to, I'm, I I want to do, you know. Good for you, Miss. Yeah. You inspire me. See, I'm just I'm motivated right now. I want to I want to get back in the studio right and, now. <laughs> and I have to tell you that my daughter kind of inspired me a little bit. I mean, journal writing. I made you guys write journals. Yes. And I just think journal writing is so important. Just journal to, writing. Yeah, just to take a little bit of time. It can be twice a week or even once a week if you're not really into that. But to just. Reflect upon your day or your week or something that's on your mind or something that you saw or read and write it down. Yeah. Because then you can look at it a year later, two years later, five years later. And I, I have been periodically in my life have kept many journals. <laughs> but this is something that's almost like a dedication, you know, to my children so that someday, you know, they'll have this. I brought it with me. They'll have it when I'm not here. Not here physically. I'll always be here spiritually. But so they'll have it, wow. you know. And I, I just think that, I don't know. I think that, you know, we don't talk enough about death and about the big things in life, and we should because it's part of life, mm-hmm. you know. Are you, are you and, familiar with Alan Watts? I am, but I don't think I've read anything oh. by. Uh, there's this, there's this quote he said. It said. Uh, death and life are not opposing forces. They're just a different way of looking at the same force. I like um, that. Yeah. 
he's like a, he's a, they call him like a spiritual polymath or something. Yeah. I, I read his book recently. It's called Wisdom of Insecurity. But he's, uh, he brought like Eastern, um, kind of like Bud- uh, Buddhism, right? Mm-hmm. Eastern and brought it to the Western uh, sphere. So, I love it. This story is keep going on the, uh, yeah. the, the death. Well, the, there, the, we don't actually, talk about death enough. Not, you know? Well, we don't do that, but I also think that, you know, uh, here's what I think. I think that it's normal to be afraid of death because mm-hmm. we really don't know what's on the other side. I mean, we all have different faiths and whatever, right. and, you know, we hope that our life, our spirit continues. That's what my hope is, that my spirit continues, you know. And oftentimes in my meditations, I, my parents are both deceased, and I, I speak to them, you know, in my mind. Yeah. And different people that I love. And, you know, the saints and the angels and every, you know, the, the good forces of, I, I believe, you know, it's a hope that it continues because life seems so short here. It's, we have, I think we have old souls. Our souls are forever, not old souls, but they're forever young, they're forever eternal. That's kind of how I, I think. Yeah. And I think that by not talking about death, it's like, oh, let's not talk about the elephant in the room. Well, we all experience, we all have a commonality of experiencing birth, where we are born, yeah. and we die. You know, and so why not make that a part of our discussion? Because it's if we make it part of our discussion, then we can honor those people who have passed on, you know, gone home or whatever they've done, you know, left this earth, and we can still have that communication and that closeness, and mm-hmm. um, and we can honor that. That I feel that you honor that individual by talking about that individual and celebrating their lives and celebrating the good things that they've done for us and focusing on that you know humans do that like we look at art from hundreds thousands of years ago we talk about the artists right we talk about like their 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 work lived on but it's really an extension of themselves their their legacy exactly yeah i mean my spiritual faith lies in that i guess that the universe is one consciousness Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and that, like, once again, it's hard to put into words. But us three, we're all children of God, right? Right. And God is talking through all of us, like right now. And then that's going to go into someone listening, right? And and it's all just, I think, to keep pushing forward. You mm-hmm. know, it's to get a little scientific now. We're talking about putting humans on Mars. It's like mm-hmm. maybe it, that is just nature. You know mm-hmm. the nature of consciousness you know that we we will keep pushing forward you know because our our brains have evolved over time you know and we came like when this earth was first formed it was just dirt and water and then the plants came and then the single-celled organisms and then you know and then life on earth you know like and then apes and then humans and then now it's us to like have this conversation i see it as all like one lineage there has to be some consciousness you know, in nature, in us, that is making this, you know, engine going. It's going, that's right. It's, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> and we're really, we're pretty all linked. I mean, we're, we're, we're all a human family, you know. And then when you have 
you know, like my dog. I mean, my dog can sense if I'm sad, if I'm happy. Isn't that wild? I mean, there, there is a beauty to nature and a beauty to the animal kingdom. And, you know, we're, we're the people that need to protect it. You know, we're the people that need to protect it for the future. And mm-hmm. we need to work together. We need that collection of individuals, scientists and environmentalists and uh, artists and to raise awareness to protect each other and, mm-hmm. and our environment, you know, through a cooperation of, uh, of peace and of, uh, of communication and a product, you know, and a, of sharing our, our, our strengths and our, whatever it is, our talents with each other and not to, uh, to tear it up with violence no. and, uh, yeah, right. and division. There's no reason that we have to divide. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for the wars that we have. Not if we look at ourselves, all people, as part of the human race and all people as precious and sacred. And that's really what we do when you can provide, you know, going back to this death thing, mm-hmm. when you can provide a sacred space for people who are passing on, that's the that's one of the big, greatest uh, acts of love that you can give to a person. And it might just be being hmm. with that individual. That is, that is so true, Ms. Sag. When you mention you nature, uh, well, t- to be honest, uh, me, Joey, and our friend Trevor and Sajid, we took a trip to Colorado mm-hmm. back in August. Obviously, pandemic hit us. We right. had a lot of f- plans with Collective. We had a lot of plans sure. with uh, my music. I was working on an album, but I told I told them, maybe we need to get away. Maybe we should get out of here. We're just gonna just gonna disconnect from the reality, right. see what's going on. So we got on a plane. We went to Colorado. That's right? wonderful. It was our first time. Every, every, our, right. Our first time. Was it your first time? The trip. Yeah. To Colorado. Yeah. Like in a plane during a pandemic. No, no, I'm talking about that was your first time going to Colorado? Yeah, my first time in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was our first time going to Colorado. And then we were just, um, after that, after that trip, when I came back, Miss Sag, my whole look and, 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 and perspective on nature changed. I, I see it more as a faith for me now. Like, uh, every day that I get up, I have a bad day. I'm in the dark mode. Something's just not right. I step outside. Mm-hmm. I just look at, like you said, you, you're grateful for little things in your life. You meditate every morning for the mm-hmm. smallest thing that possible. I step outside. I look at the trees in my backyard right. and I touch right. it. And then and I look up in the air and I just like take a deep breath and I just like kind of disconnect again. Like I put myself in a scenario that it's trying to remind myself that this is all a gift. This is all, this is all happening right now. And then we all just going to be all right. And then, it's crazy, like you mentioned, that how with all these things going on in the world, such as such as pandemic, war, uh, election. It just it's just so sad that some people are not killing their ego and their pride to to be on the same level as each other, to support each other in right. humanity and celebrate life. Right. Because these small things, like it's it's so matter. It's so matter. And then, like you said, life is so short. It, it's it, it really is. But at the same time, I do I do believe that. People, life is short, but at the same time, it's the longest thing you do. Right, hmm. right. Like I think of um, like Kobe Bryant, who died recently. It's mm-hmm. tragedy, mm-hmm. terrible. The whole world was shocked. You know, mourning, shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this makes you think, like someone who's so great, who's you know amazing on the basketball court, no, no doubt, you know, the Mamba mentality. But yeah. off the court, such an amazing person. He's such a 
a teacher who wrote books, right? Mm -hmm. He wrote at least one book, and mm -hmm. his messages always come up on YouTube for me, whether it's motivational or inspirational. You know, it's like, for some reason, for some reason, God decided to take him, and unfortunately, you know, everyone on the helicopter, of course, you know, some just decided to take him off this earth. And it makes me wonder, like, maybe it was just his, God's purpose for him was finished. And it's, I don't know those answers. It, and it's, we, and that's, that's the thing. We don't yeah, know the answers. I don't know those answers. And but I do know that we can be there for other people. And and we need to allow other people to be there for us. And I think that that is what is most beautiful about being human. And, hmm. you know, we can do that for our earth, too, to try to protect it. Um because this is all we have. We have each other and we have, you know, the earth in which we live. Um, maybe someday, yeah, there'll be, people will be living on Mars, but, you know, um, do, do whatever. You, really um, <laughs> you know, I know I'm not, I won't be there <laughs> because, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. But I do think that, um, I do think that when you, connect with your purpose and you try to be supportive of other people and uh, look at everything in your life as a as very precious and not to be taken for granted then you know you can do a lot of good for the world and uh, you know and it's awesome that you have the mentality because you've been a not just to me I could speak for many, many, I can't speak for other people, but you've been a great, huge help for many other students as of, of not just ESL, but I could guarantee you, you've touched many hearts, many lives. And then I'm, I'm, I'm glad that 14 years ago, when you told that story, how you choose to go on a ESL with your friend, Mrs. Feeder, uh, I'm glad you made that decision because yeah. who would have been that? Like, I cannot find any person who would have done a better job than you. Well, we were very, both of us were encouraged by Dr. Finelli, Leanne Finelli, and she was head of the department, you know, and she said, you guys should think about coming in. So once again, it's somebody encouraging you, mm -hmm. and that's what made us take the step. Take the step. So we need to be encouragers. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to be this, like, fake happy all the time. We right. Have, we have problems. Things happen. Yeah. But it's, you know, how you can ask for help and help others. And that gives you purpose, too. You know, that you can be a person who people depend on you. They, You, you can support other people with your, just with listening, just with your kindness, just with your encouragement. And then you can also follow your own passions. And you can believe that by... Being open to the universe, as Joey was saying, mm -hmm. you know, looking at your past life and what brought you joy and then talking about it with other people, then you start having connections. You two meet each other. You have the same purpose, different uh, mediums mm -hmm. of communication, your visual, your music, but you have the same purpose of mm. joining diverse groups and celebrating humanity and celebrating goodness and that is so needed in our in our world thank you Mom, thank yeah. you so much you know, it thank just you. is thank you. yeah 
Thank Definitely. you. And I have to say, that's my, that's always been my purpose as well. That's why I, my medium was teaching and writing, you know. But that was my purpose, was to encourage young people to grow their passions. I don't, th- I, I don't know if you remember the one uh, assignment I had. It was, What Makes Your Heart Sing?, and I did that with all my students, my okay. English, my my regular English AP, you know, so that people would, EL students, so that people would think about what is it that you, if you could do, what do you like to do? What makes you joyful? Your heart sing, that metaphor, your heart sing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think also, you know, then you, you fall in love with doing that thing, whether it's making t-shirts, making music. It's you know you're, ju- you're given if you want to make a living this the, you hold ju- the the job's not going to always be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That's right? true. But because you enjoy that fundamental the, that that craft you know you're, you're about the the masters the ten thousand hours right. Yeah. The reason you keep coming back and have kind of have that persistence over the long term is because you do enjoy it. You know it's it's something that you know you're maybe put, probably put on this earth to do. True. You know. Let me say, I kind of want my audience, my, our audience to get to know you as well. Uh, you were born in Illinois? I was born in uh, New York. New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, I only lived there two years. Okay. But, yeah. And you have a pretty large family. I remember you have... I have six siblings. Six so I'm siblings. one of seven. So we were always communicating, telling stories. <laughs> so it was pretty... And my father was an English major, and he wrote poetry, and he was a great tenor singer. And my mother loved music, and, you know. So we always had big dinner hours where lots of stories were happening, especially during holidays. And uh, a lot of laughter, a lot of stories. Um, yeah, I mean, it, but you, my dad was, uh, he was in World War II, so, you know, he was a lieutenant, so he ran a tight, he had a ship, and he ran a tight ship in our family, too. I mean, you know, we had our chores, and we were all, you know, we, he, my parents wanted us all to be very educated, you know, which was a blessing. It was a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girls could do anything the boys could do, um, which is, you know, true. True, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So after two years, you moved from New York to uh, Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Arlington Heights. Family? Yeah. Arlington I, Heights? Yeah, that's okay. where I grew up. Arlington Heights. And then, where did you go to high school? I went to Arlington High School, which is now closed because, not you know, they had not enough, you know, they consolidated. Mm-hmm. There were eight high schools, and then I think they... Now there are five or so, because okay. you know we were part of the baby boomers. <laughs> lots of lots of children in big families, you know. True, true. Right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, you graduated high school. You went to school at University of Illinois. Illinois in U of Champaign. U of I. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How was the experience there? It was good. It was big. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and there were, as I said, I had six siblings, and I was right in the middle. So there were three siblings that were behind me and everybody was going to college and that my parents were you know paying for us so we all tried to work you know on campus and so I I got out early I took class you know extra classes so that I didn't have to you know it didn't cost quite as much I college remember. was not very costly back then back then but I still remember you but used to tell did. us that yeah. you used to work full time yeah. and go to school and yeah. you had two jobs at some point I remember you well time. yeah but I was like 25 hours a week and then I okay. had I, I had a lot of classes too but one summer I spent down there uh, taking classes and working and it was nice because it was uh, there were 
you know, you had this big giant school and there weren't many people down there in the summer. True. So I loved it. I, I liked that. I think I, I rode my bike all over the place and it was fun, you know. Um, it just wasn't as stressful, you know. Yeah. What was your major? I was an English major. English major? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You've and been the, teaching you... secondary yet. Okay, we've been to U of I a few times. I, I love their campus. Yeah. Funny story. The very, very first time that I ever met Joey was actually in U of I. Yeah. You, oh, really? The very, very first time. Oh. I was there, I was there visiting, my, visiting my cousin for a weekend. Okay. Uh-huh. And then he also knows my cousin, and he was... Uh, he knows my cousin's roommate. Yeah. So he was just he was just yeah. over there. We crashed there. at the same place without knowing. Like, yeah. Okay. This is my freshman year, so like three three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. That was the very very first time I met. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Thank you so much. Honestly, yeah. it's been great. You know, I like, have one poem I that I wanted to, to read. Go ahead. Just because I think Don't it, hesitate. it ties in with. Uh, I can find Dude, that it. was that was a phenomenal conversation. It was really, yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed you. it with you guys. Um, yes, read us. Oh, read first of all, <laughs> this is this is good. I always I thought this was a good one. Just it's a quote from Kabir. K a b i r, and it says, "If you don't break your ropes while you're alive, do you think ghosts will do it after?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> I mean, but it's kind of true. true. Meaning, you kind of have to, you have to take that step. Gotta live fully. Yeah, you gotta live fully. Yeah. That's exactly. We talked about it. in the last podcast is you know dying empty. You know, dying without nothing left That's in your right. tank. That's right. right. Yeah, putting it all out there. Yeah, and then um, there are just a couple others that I, I I just thought, boy, this ties in with what you guys are doing. Um, these are, these are all going to go in a book, right? Well, hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> but you know, I I have some famous or favorite authors. Um, I think I'm, this is very very good. You know, Alice Walker, Color Purple, etc. She's okay. a phenomenal writer. Um, a quote of hers is: "Hard times require furious dancing. Huh. Each of us is proof." She's this great. Uh, I gotta think about that one for a mm-hmm. little bit. The best thing can. <laughs> Wait, can you say it one more time? Sure. Uh, hard times, and it's kind of metaphorically. Of hard times require furious dancing. Each of us is proof. What, what do you make of that? Well, Alice Walker was is. African-American writer, black writer, mm-hmm. and she, you know, there's a lot of racism in, that she had to experience here. There's a lot of racism. And I think that when you have to go through some really, really dark times, you know, you have to, you got to go through the celebration too. You got to keep mm. dancing. You got to keep moving. You got to keep, you know. Dancing together is interesting. It's like I don't know if that's her interpretation of it, but yeah. that's kind of how I interpret it. Which is interesting about literature because sometimes you can you bring in your experiences to a quote from a writer, and uh, that's very true, Miss Say. Because uh, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball, perhaps mm-hmm. the greatest basketball player of all time, mm-hmm. uh, there's this. 
I don't know if you've seen it, but he has a documentary on Netflix called The Last Dance. Oh, yeah. I watched the whole thing. Yes. I, I think I yeah. watched it three times. It was really good. I can't get enough of it. I'm, I'm so yeah. obsessed with his mentality, uh, with his uh, obsessive uh, feeling towards winning, that I always wanted to win. And then the, one of the biggest things that I took away from that documentary was how he always, always was living in a moment. And how he always also learned to how to celebrate the moments. Yes. Celebrate the victory. Celebrate the championship. The hard work. I was I was I was seeing him how championship after championship, but at the same time he knew that if he needed to take a break, he must take a break. If he needed to take to take even small things to go play golf, he had to go play golf. Gambling was his thing. He had to gamble. He right. enjoyed cigars. So it just took it made me understand that as his mentality of, of being obsessed with winning and being one of the greatest of all time reflected on him being living in the moment right. and also celebrating the moments right. with his with his loved ones and the people right. he connected with. Right. And I also think that, you know, that whole idea of the last dance, like dance is almost a metaphor. Um, it's like it was furious dance. The way he played, he gave it 120%. And that's why they had six basketball championships. Yeah, and it was an all or nothing commitment that he had. And he wanted that out of all of, you know, his players and uh, his teammates and everything. And I just think that, you know, that whole idea of dance as a metaphor is that, yeah, we, it is something that it is a celebration, but sometimes it's, requires great energy, mm-hmm. great effort, great work and but you have to keep doing the dance. You have to keep dancing. Yeah. Life life is yeah, one big life dance. Is, yeah, exactly. And so she also wrote this, mm-hmm. uh Alice Walker, and I love this quote. She said, I am an expression of the divine, just like a peach is, just like a fish is. I have a right to be this way. Mm. I can't apologize for that. Nor can I change it. Nor do I want to. We will never have to be other than who we are to be successful. We realize that we are ourselves unlimited and our experience, our experiences valid. It is for the rest of the world to recognize this if they choose. So that's purpose. It's Think about that, like just being yourself, just being accepted for who you are is what gets you. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and, and you have no, you have no options of, of changing who you are because you were born that way. It, 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 it's the skin of your color, it, the religion that you choose, or, or, or the family you came, the country that you came from, the culture that you you didn't choose that. You mm-hmm. don't, you, you, you can't, didn't, you didn't choose to be born at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when That's you were right. born, it's just yeah. that you can't change a lot of things about yourself. You just have to be who you are. Yeah, like wow. we said, like examples of like, for Freddie Mercury, who's naturally, fully, vulnerably expressing himself. Oh yeah, you know? on stage and off stage. Dude, one of the uh, first quotes I put on a T-shirt was on a collected T-shirt was, "Cautiousness is a burden, but also a blessing, and everything in between." Okay, I don't want that. Like that's my that. own words. I don't yeah, that. <laughs> I don't want that. I like that a lot. I like that. All right. Well, I will read my. A poem that I want to leave with you guys because I think it ties into this whole idea awesome. of 
of uh, purpose and celebration of all of humanity. Um, I do. I I did put this is my quote, but I I'll read the poem in a second. I said for me, you know, and I I, I kind of meditate on this. I must continue to grow my empathy toward all people by listening with a humble, compassionate heart. Wow, um, Mrs. Sack, you are extremely compassionate. You have a very big heart, and you are you show empathy like no other woman. So, well, I think you're, that's being a pretty big superlative. Thank you, but... <laughs> no, yes. I've known you for so long. You've been a mentor to me. You've been a teacher to me. Uh, you you understand, even though you're not, we're not from the same place. I'm, I'm from 14,000 miles away. <laughs> and you live over here in the United States. When I came, but we have a connection. We have a connection. Yes. I'm saying, and, and then that, if I, like you said, that's because of you and me as well, but you showing you empathy to to accept me for who I am and then... Welcome, welcome me, and also every. And I speak for, like I said, every other student that was in your class. That you welcome everybody with your open heart, and accept and accept that accepted them for who they are. And that's it's. Why not? Yes, <laughs> you why know, not, yes. um, it's so funny because I was we were talking about the dance metaphor, and mm-hmm. one of my quotes is "dance with the fulgence," and that means big heart. Dance mm-hmm. with effulgence with the fullest expression and no inhibition don't worry about what other people are going to think about you that's tough you know in our world don't just be yourself and because you are a radiant creature of the universe (laughs) <laughs> you wrote that one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I have a, I have a you got to publish in this set. These are, these are amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have quite a few. But let me just close with my, because uh, it's really kind of also the theme of a dance, if I can find it. Uh, Take that it whole idea. We have all day. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I have, well, I, I wrote the poem that's on, it's published on the internet with, uh, through a, really kind editor Sheila Wright and it's the Children's Writers Guild.com so mm-hmm. she has some of my poetry and f- photography there and it, it's called Today and it's living in the present moment today. today go out, gather up kindness sprinkle it with gratitude all over the earth the flowers will flourish with hope and beauty in time of need Everything's gonna fall into its place. Yeah. yeah, that's what I take from that. Like, if you being like you say, if you being yourself, and if you going out there today and enjoying the moment, and then the flowers gonna grow no matter what. If it's it, the flowers don't grow in winter, mm-hmm. I'm saying, but eventually they're gonna come out. Yeah, so you're gonna go through seasons of life. Yeah. And if yeah. you go out, it's like you are you're the garden. You go out, you grow your garden, and you grow it with kindness. So you touch all these people with kindness, and you your hat your your grateful that you have these connections your purpose right. your connections whether it's music visual whatever it is teaching uh business you know pharmacology whatever it is you know some of my students you you're, you're grateful then these flowers the people you touch are the flowers and mm. they will flourish with hope they will flourish with hope because you're encouraging them with kindness and and gratitude and you know, you're you're thanking them for the connection that you've made, and 
they're going to have hope and they're going to have beauty in time of need. Unfortunately, I haven't known you as long as Mina's known you, but in the two hours that you know that I've gotten to know you, you are definitely one of the most empathetic, open-minded, and compassionate people I've ever met. I told you. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Well, it's you. a pleasure to be here, and I can't find it. I wrote this for my daughter uh, on one of her birthdays, and uh, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, you know, I put it in here. I didn't put. All my poetry, you know, just a few that. Now, I this is the new book them. you're writing right now. Like, is this is this finished? No, I okay. st- it's still in process. Do you have um, a date and time you're planning on releasing this and or publishing it? I, I no? have no idea. You just going I off have the no flow, idea. okay? Yeah. Um, there's a writer and researcher. She's phenomenal. Her name is Isabel Wilkerson. She wrote a book called Cast. And it's about the caste system in, in India, the caste system in the U.S. What is the caste system? Um, where people put each other in different levels of whatever it is, okay. subjugation, you know. Okay. And, okay. Um, you know, slavery in our sense and the different types of systemic racism mm-hmm. that's part of our 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 country that has been in India that has been so many different right so many different countries hmm. but she did this whole research um, and she got the Pulitzer Prize for it she's a wonderful writer I read the book and I have another book of hers too and it really I learned a lot from the book and I wrote some quotes down and I want to read one quote which ties in with our purpose you know it says the price of privilege is the moral du- duty to act when an, when one sees another person treated unfairly. Hmm. And if we all did that, you know, if we if we acted when someone was being treated unfairly, we could grow the kindness in there and we could grow the the idea that every human life is sacred, you know. We could do that, but it's almost like sometimes it's easier to look the other way. Sometimes it's easier to not step up. Mm-hmm. And uh, her writing really uh, challenged me, and uh, I was very um, proud of my daughter because she, she and I were uh, down in Logan Square and uh, where she lives, and we were I wanted to treat her as you know been working hard as a teacher, you know, with the Zoom and all that uh, remotely. And, and so we went and we were getting a manicure, and there was a woman who uh, treated the owner, this woman who was Asian, very rudely and said some terrible things to her. And uh, my daughter said, that is uncalled for, that is rude. And she, she said, stop it, you know. And I was so proud of her of because the hope place was just packed and it was my daughter was like five feet you know five one and she's saying no we should not treat each other like this she got it from the mama <laughs> but i was it, it, i was very she's the one that spoke up and then i yeah. said yeah yeah <laughs> you know she was the brave one it takes courage too, it does you know yeah. girls who stand up for something and, and we need to do that we we, we can't allow this cruelty you know um we need to be collected together <laughs> right very to true very not true. do that collected as a means of 
bringing people together and bringing the best out of people. Yes. It's individual and, and also the And saying, you know, take group. a deep breath. You don't have to say this. You can, you know. Right. Uh, obviously, you're not happy, but don't treat this person so rudely you with no your right. words. You have no right to. Have you, have you read have the no book right. Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl? No. No? I'll have to, I'm writing some of these down. I'm going to after okay. her. Okay. It's yeah. a really, really good one. It's okay. classic. Okay, I will read it. Well, I can't find the poem that I did for oh, no. my daughter, but I did say that, you know, you do remember when, I do think that when you see people, whoever they are, doing acts of kindness to other people, helping other people, not trying to get a reward for it, or just, just doing it, I feel that you see God. That's how you. That's how you see God. When you see mm-hmm. what people do, that feel God. Fe- you feel God. You feel the love. You see it. Feel the energy. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's it. So, anyway, should we end it at that? You'll just have to buy my book, Music yes. Along <laughs> the Ike, to find that. It's right called there. Life. <laughs> yeah, it's just... called Life, and so whatever. Well, before yeah, we finish but... up, any any last words to our listeners? No. Thank you so much, Miss. I'm part honored of this. to be here. Um, I'm grateful for you guys. Yeah. I'm grateful for this generation of, of young people who are uh, filled with um, acceptance and uh, love and creativity and you know there are hope so Mr. Sag once I hit that stage in the future near future uh, with 50,000 people in the audience mm-hmm. I need you <laughs> I need you in there with 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 me because um, You've seen my evolution mm-hmm. from the first year that I came yeah. to this country. Yes. Uh, I, like I said to you before the podcast, or was it during the podcast, I don't know what I would be without your help, without your knowledge. Yeah, to you, 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 you and the whole ESL uh, staff. It's amazing how supportive you guys are towards our goals and, and, and our destination. And then to be here... In this brand new country, with no with no cousin, no friends, no no teachers, and just me, my mom, and my little brother. My my dad was still away. You remember mm-hmm. that? Yes. And then being accepted for who I am, I really appreciate you and everybody. Well, right back at you, seriously, because you guys, our whole ESL family community, um, we learned so much from you guys. You guys were so brave to do everything in a new language mm-hmm. and to be open. You were just amazing, and you were really good to each other, too. Thank you. You were connected. Thank you. Know? you. I Thank feel you. left out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Thank you so much. So, as always, we appreciate you for coming, and as always, stay collected. Oh, okay. Okay.